Hello, this is Lisa and welcome to Retro Space Time. In the UK, February marks LGBT plus history month, a time to celebrate the stories of LGBT plus people throughout society. As someone who identifies as LGBT plus, I wanted to make sure that I marked the occasion in this podcast. I'm also a bit of a bookworm, so I usually start my stories with something I've read, but this time is different because when I started my research, I'd not come across any historical LGBT plus astronomers in a book or even on the internet. So I flipped open a Google tab and set out on a quest to track down an LGBT plus astronomy hero, which it turned out wasn't as straightforward as I thought it would be. At first, my search was easy. Almost immediately, I stumbled upon the Queer Story Files website and found a series of blogs on LGBT plus astronomy wittily called Stargazing. I scrolled through the blogs with excitement, looking for a figure who would satisfy my criteria for a hero. First of all, I decided that this person would have to be, as I thought, properly historical. Someone from the last century seemed too easy, and what's more, some of the people listed were even still alive. That's not real history, I thought. Clearly, this criteria was flawed. Just because people who were involved in relatively recent events like the Cold War are still alive today doesn't mean they didn't play a role in history. In fact, the last hundred years have been incredibly historically important for people with LGBT plus identities. As I scrolled on through the blogs, I also started to find examples of mythical figures from the Greek constellations included. That's definitely cheating, I thought. They weren't even real people. If it sounds so far like my search mostly consisted of mild outrage and arbitrary criteria, then that's probably a fair assessment. In hindsight, these myths can likely tell us more about real people than at first glance. After all, it was real people and societies that created the myths in the first place. If they included LGBT plus stories in their legends, then surely that tells us something about their attitude to LGBT plus identities. I didn't follow that line of research in the end, but I'm sure it's just as interesting a way of finding out about how real people thought as any more direct method. In fact, it turns out that what I thought was a more direct method of studying the lives of real people is pretty complex. The first person whose life I attempted to research was Georg Reticus, the sole student and advocate of Copernicus. Born in 1514, he certainly filled my historical criteria. But the more I found out about him, the less certain I was of whether I wanted to feature him in my podcast. There were two complications. Firstly, despite the claims of various sources that Reticus was gay, I couldn't find any evidence of whether he defined himself as gay. I think it's always important that we don't assume that we know someone's identity. Only an individual can truly define themselves. After discussing this with an LGBT plus literary historian, Kit Hayam, He advised me that the most correct way to describe historical figures who haven't explicitly labelled themselves is as people who today fall under the LGBT plus umbrella. That way, we avoid projecting a modern identity on someone who lived in a very different cultural context. In the absence of any self-identification, the LGBT plus status of Reticus is left to interpreting the sparse evidence about his private life. He never got married, and I couldn't find any sign of relationships with women. But, in fact, there weren't really any signs of relationships at all. There's only one recorded incident of homosexual behaviour in Reticus's life. In 1552, he was accused by the father of one of his male students of sexually assaulting the student. This throws a complicated light on Reticus as an LGBT plus icon. 
Few accounts relay anything of Reticus's side of the story. Instead of facing the accusation, he fled the city of Leipzig and was found guilty in his absence. It seems that few historians have tried to study the incident in detail, and it's difficult to interpret what little evidence there is without a thorough knowledge of the attitudes to same-sex relations in the 16th century Saxony. So, where to go from there? I went back to the list of blogs and looked for other candidates. First, I found Giordano di Nola, another 16th century astronomer. On looking him up, I found that he had written a play called The Candle Holder, which is Italian slang for a gay man. Now, whether this suggests that he actually was gay, I can't really say, especially as the play itself is written in a mix of Italian, Latin and Neapolitan dialect, none of which I speak. I also found a lot of articles complaining that he wasn't really an astronomer anyway. I don't think that's a fair assessment, but by this point I was getting desperate. I just wanted a simple LGBT plus hero to celebrate in my podcast. Finally, I went back to the drawing board and decided that maybe it would be easier to pick someone more recent. Someone from the last hundred years would surely have self-identified as LGBT+, and information about their scientific achievements would be easy to find. The first person that I found was someone you've almost certainly heard of, but never knew was LGBT+. The reason for that is Sally Ride, professor of physics and the first American woman in space, was intensely private. She had previously been married to a fellow astronaut, Stephen Hawley, but she spent the last 27 years of her life in a relationship with the science writer Tam O'Shaughnessy. Sally was never open about her partner while she was alive, and left it up to Tam whether to reveal the relationship after her death in 2012. Discovering Sally's story made me very happy. She was the first woman I'd come across in my search. But I wasn't sure if she'd want to be held up as an LGBT plus icon, considering how private she'd been in life. It's hard to tell whether she was private because she wanted to be, or because she had to be. If Sally Ride is perhaps the most famous LGBT plus person you've never heard of, my final historical figure is quite the opposite. He's been called the most famous astronomer that most astronomers never heard of. Why is that? Because in 1957, a year after achieving his PhD in astronomy, Frank Kameny was fired from his job as an astronomer at the US Army Map Service. The reason? Because he was suspected of being homosexual. Despite applying for other astronomy jobs after he was fired, Frank never worked in astronomy again. He dedicated the rest of his life to fighting for LGBT plus rights, achieving fame through his activism. One particularly significant contribution that he made was his role in successfully arguing for the removal of homosexuality from the Manual of Mental Disorders in 1973. He sounds pretty heroic, so why didn't I choose to make this podcast about Frank Kameny? First, I held back because I wanted a pure hero. But of course, Frank Kameny couldn't possibly live up to my unrealistic expectations. Like all of us, Frank was flawed. In hindsight, this is a problem whenever we try to champion a heroic figure. We tend to rewrite history, skimming over their flaws and faults to give us something to aspire to. Maybe that's unrealistic, but so many straight people have had that treatment over the centuries. I don't really see why LGBT plus icons shouldn't get to have a bit of the glory as well. So that's not why I didn't focus on Frank. The real reason is this. I realised that whoever I chose, there would be many more consigned to invisibility. I certainly don't want to say that historical astronomers who identified as gay or lesbian, or would likely do so today, aren't worthy of celebrating. 
But LGBT plus is supposed to represent much more than just those who identify as lesbian and gay. Where are the bisexual or trans astronomers of history? And you might have also noticed me using the word plus after the LGBT acronym. I do that because really there are many, many more identities in our community than can be described in a simple acronym, including intersex, asexual, pansexual, non-binary and gender fluid, to name just a few. It can be difficult in LGBT plus history month to find an icon who represents your identity, particularly in the sciences, which are generally underrepresented in LGBT plus histories anyway. But that doesn't mean that astronomers who would have identified as bisexual, trans, intersex, genderqueer, asexual and pansexual didn't exist. So today's podcast is dedicated to all of those who don't feel represented in LGBT plus history or can't find an icon that represents them. I want to acknowledge that those people did exist and the lack of a name to put to a hero or icon doesn't make them any less valid. So let's celebrate the invisible history of those hidden heroes as well as the inspiring LGBT plus icons whose stories we do know. That's all for today from Retro Space Time. But if you enjoyed this podcast, then you can find more episodes on SoundCloud or at retrospacetime.wordpress.com. And you can support the podcast by donating at buymeacoffee.com forward slash retrospacetime. Thanks for listening. Till next time.